All right. Welcome to Monday Mindset, part of the Holistic Muscle Podcast, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Today, I'm going to be speaking on sleep quality and how that affects recovery. So shameless plug here, uh, big news. My book is now on sale on Amazon. You can search for Unleash Your Full Potential by Rob Lugana, and it's currently available in paperback and Kindle. All right, let's get started. Ever caught yourself saying, I slept like a log, only to realize that if logs had feelings, they'd probably be grumpy, groggy, and craving caffeine. <laughs> Let's face it, <clears throat> not all sleep is created equal. While clocking in those hours you know, under the blanket might make you feel like a hibernating champion, it's the quality of those Zs that truly counts. Because let's be real, Nobody wants to drift through the day feeling like they've just had a, you know, head to head with a bunch of nocturnal owls at a moonlit party. So dive in as I unravel the cozy quilt of sleep versus sleep quality. And trust me, it's more entertaining than counting sheep. <laughs> so sleep quality is paramount for a multitude of reasons. Number one, physical health. So quality of sleep restores and repairs your body, you know, fostering better physical health. And it bolsters a, a healthy immune system, which can, you know, stave off illnesses. Mental health. So the inadequate sleep quality has connections with mental health issues like depression, anxiety, and stress. A quality sleep can elevate mood and overall well, uh, mental wellness. Cognitive function. So sleep is crucial for cognitive functions, such as memory consolidation and information processing. Daytime functioning. So lack of quality sleep results in fatigue, you know, decreased productivity and focus challenges during the day. To bolster the quality of your sleep, consider these 10 tips. So establish a sleep schedule. Consistency is key. So sleep and rise at the same times daily, even on weekends. If you're used to going to bed at, you know, 1130 midnight, let's just say, um, and, you know, you, you get up at six in the morning and you're finding that, well, it's definitely not a lot, a lot of time. Your sleep quality is not that great. You need to adjust that schedule and keep it consistent. Optimize your bedroom environment as well. So a cool um quiet and dark room is most conducive for sleep. Earplugs or um, a white noise machine can help eliminate distractions as well as um, kind of these uh, sleep blinders that you can cover your eyes with. Limit screen time before bed. This is crucial. So the blue light emitted, uh, emitted by phones, laptops, TVs can disrupt your sleep. So avoid screens, um, you know, screen time at least an hour before bedtime. And if you also do use your screen at night, ensure that you have um, a feature, which is most phones have this feature where you can turn that blue light and filter it out. Um, and if your phone kind of looks a little bit more brown reddish uh, in terms of the light that comes through. So it's filtering out all the blue. Monitor your caffeine intake and of course, alcohol. That's a no-brainer. So both substance, substances can um, interrupt sleep. So consume them 
you know, with good proper judgment and particularly in the evening. Um, so in case anyone is having a drink, uh, a nightcap or some caffeine at night, eliminate those. Your sleep will improve greatly. Exercise with care, right? So while regular exercise enhances sleep quality, vigorous activity should be avoided close to bedtime. So you don't want to hit a workout, um, you know, an hour or two before you go to bed. Um, that's going to keep you up unless it's a type of workout where you're doing some kind of relaxation. So like some type of bedtime yoga, as an example. Wind down before bed. So embrace relaxation techniques such as meditation, deep breathing, or yoga. Bedtime yoga is awesome. This helps calm both the mind and the body. Try to refrain from napping. Um, you know, daytime naps can interfere with nighttime sleep, especially if you're not used to um, uh, naps during the day. And if you've been suffering suffering with sleep quality, I mean, it's kind of, there's kind of has its pros and cons, but if you're purposely um, having naps during the day where you don't feel tired, um, it, it will affect your sleep at night. So consider skipping that nap. <clears throat> Mind your diet. So heavy meals close to bedtime can cause discomfort and indigestion. Right, so your body's trying to sleep and wind down, but your stomach is like, oh, there's a massive amount of food in here. Um, I need to work on digesting that or else I'm going to keep you up all night. So uh, your your body does that. It digests. You might not feel like you're uh, being awakened from your digestion, but your sleep quality uh, definitely is degraded by um, having a big meal in your stomach. So... Try to have your last meal at least two hours, maybe even three hours before sleeping. And establish a routine, kind of like a bedtime routine. So activities such as reading, um, taking a warm bath, listening to soft music can help signal, you know, your brain um, to your brain that, that it's time now to wind down. Kind of make it a ritual. And <clears throat> seek uncommon practices that can help. So if you tried numerous strategies and still struggle, it might be time to seek other alternative, you know, deep sleep practices. So as we know, sleep plays a, a pivotal role in muscle recovery due to one, number one being hormone production. So sleep triggers hormone release, um, including a huge, huge one called growth hormone. So growth hormone is essential for muscle recovery and growth. And especially as we age, our own natural growth hormone production becomes less and less and less and less. So it's even more important to get good quality sleep, which will help you recover. Energy rejuvenation. So sleep does replenish energy levels, crucial for muscle healing and growth a uh, reduced inflammation. So quality sleep curtails that inflammation, which can exacerbate muscle pain and soreness. Protein synthesis. So sleep promotes protein synthesis, right? The process by which the body mends and regenerates damaged muscle tissues, you know, from your workouts. 
Performance boost. So adequate sleep has been linked to enhanced athletic performance, like um, owing energy, uh, owing to energy revitalization, reduced muscle pain, and efficient muscle recovery. Now, to bolster muscle recovery and overall health, aim for at least seven to nine hours of sleep. I mean, that is like the golden uh, amount. Um, a consistent sleep schedule, you know, conducive sleep environment, uh, suitable nutrition and hydration, of course, and regular physical activity like weight training are vital components to uh, this recovery equation. Sleep supplements, uh, both synthetic supplements and natural supplements, have become increasingly popular for those seeking ways to improve, um, you know, their sleep. And we're going to delve into this a little bit. Let's look at the role of uh, melatonin, which is a very commonly used supplement and uh, some of the natural supplements in, in sleep quality. So melatonin, what is it? Melatonin is a hormone produced by the penile gland in the brain. And it helps regulate the sleep-wake cycle by signaling to the body that it's time for sleep when it gets dark outside. Now, Melatonin supplements are often used for conditions related to sleep disturbances, such as jet lag, shift work sleep disorder, and primary insomnia. Research has shown that melatonin can be effective in regulating the circadian rhythm and can help people fall asleep faster. And it can be particularly useful for shift workers or those traveling, traveling across time zones. Um, it's Crucial to take melatonin at the appropriate time and in the correct dose. You'll also notice that um, when there's a shift in time clocks, such as, you know, as we experienced just recently um, with the time shift due to the time of the year, um, that even has an effect on your energy levels and on your melatonin production. So it takes a little bit of time for your body to get used to that. Now, the overconsumption of melatonin can shift one's circadian rhythm in an, in an undesirable direction. So it's important to consult with your doctor before starting melatonin, as it can actually also interact with certain medications and conditions. If you look at the natural supplement side, valerian root is good. It's a herb that's often used for sedative properties. Um, you can get it in a tea form or capsule. Some studies suggest it might help people fall asleep faster and improve um, the quality of sleep. However, more research is needed to confirm these findings. We then have chamomile. Chamomile often is consumed as a tea. You can also find it though as a pill, as a, as a pill form. Um, chamomile has mild sedative effects, while many people you know, find it calming. Um, scientific evidence on its effectiveness for sleep is very limited. I think most people that have a nice warm tea uh, with that's caffeine free before going to bed has a nice relaxing effect. So that is, you know, coupled with the mild sedative effects of chamomile, make it overall pretty good, um, to, uh, pretty good drink to have before going to bed. Then we have lavender. So lavender oil is commonly used in aromatherapy for its calming and sedative properties. And some studies indicate that inhaling lavender oil can improve sleep quality. 
Then we have passion flower. So traditionally used to treat insomnia and anxiety. Some people believe that passion flower can aid sleep. Of course, there is limited research uh, which exists on its effectiveness. And then we have magnesium. So magnesium is an essential mineral that plays a role in the muscle relaxation and may have an effect on the neurotransmitters that can calm the mind and mood. And some find magnesium uh, supplementation to be very helpful for sleep, especially taking about 200 milligrams before going to bed. Then we have L-tryptophan and 5-HTP. These amino acids are derivatives um, and they're precursors to serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter um, which is involved in sleep. So they may be helpful for some individuals, but should be used under the guidance right, of um, doctor's approval. Now, proper dosage and timing are essential as well for these supplements, especially with melatonin. So taking too much or uh, at the wrong time can be counterproductive. Some supplements might be more suitable for short-term use, while others can be used more uh, longer term, but it's essential to understand which category a supplement falls into. Both um, synthetic and natural supplements can interact with medications, so other supplements or uh, medical conditions. So always consult your doctor before starting any new supplement. Now everyone's bodies uh, responds differently to supplements. So what works for one person might not work for another. While many find relief with these supplements, it's essential to approach them with caution and proper knowledge. They should ideally be used as part of a comprehensive sleep hygiene plan and uh, not as a sole solution. So always prioritize natural sleep strategies first and consider supplements as um, something adjunct or when other methods are not effective. Now for the fun stuff. Beyond the mainstream recommendations for sleep hygiene, there are alternatives and holistic practices that some people find very helpful. One such practice is energy healing, which includes modalities like Reiki and chakra balancing, which Reiki does. Now let's dive into how Reiki and chakra work might be applied to improved sleep quality. So Reiki is a form of energy healing that originated in Japan. And it involves the practitioner channeling life force energy. So this is basically just going through the practitioner. Uh, the practitioner acts as pretty much a human antenna, okay? And through the attunements of the practitioner can increase the frequency, the frequency of the vibrational energy that's all around us. They can literally direct that energy to your chakra points, to your joints, to your muscles, um, et cetera, as the recipient of that energy. And the practitioner can either place their hands on you or just above the body while they're performing this. A treatment is usually 30 minutes to an hour, depending. So most people, I kid you not, most people report feeling deeply relaxed during and after a Reiki session. It's incredible, which, you know, of course, could potentially translate to better sleep. So while the mechanism isn't scientifically um, 
it isn't scientifically uh, studied that much, but it's believed by because you know this is um, this is uh, Eastern medicine, right? So practitioners that Reiki can clear energy blockages and restore balances to the body's um, energy system hasn't really been studied here um, in in the. Uh, in the, in the West, right? But in the East, it's been massively studied and it's been used there for hundreds of years. Chakras are considered energy centers in the body, okay? There are seven primary chakras and each corresponds to different physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects. Now, in regards to sleep, the third eye chakra or anja is associated with intuition, foresight, and the mind's inner workings. It's located between the eyebrows, which is exactly, right, the same spot as the penile gland, right, it, in the center of the brain. So if you're looking at the chakra point, the opening is like right in the center of your eyebrows, right to the middle of your, your skull, that's where your penile gland's located. So it's believed to correspond to that penile gland. The penile gland is a small endocrine gland in the brain that produces melatonin. So the hormone responsible for regulating sleep-wake cycles. Now, the idea is that by balancing and opening the third eye chakra, one might be able to produce relaxation of the penile gland, right? Everything in the body, even your organs, your heart, your liver, your kidneys, this energy goes through and helps relax the body completely. It's not just for muscles. It's for everything, bones, joints, you name it. So this can potentially enhance its production of melatonin and improve sleep. So techniques might involve, you know, meditation focused on the third eye. Usually the focus is on the whole body. Um, however, if you um, have been attuned for Reiki treatments, you can practice self-Reiki and you can practice this specifically on your third eye. And you know what? Even if you're not attuned, you can go ahead and still practice on your third eye. You'll see a difference. So it's basically just gently placing your hands over your third eye, the, the middle of your brow chakra, and just relaxing. Using indigo colored crystals are great too. So if you, you've noticed, you know, the uh, very popular ones are the amphiest, right? The amphiest is very, very popular. Um, also, the lapis uh, lazuli is very popular, but the amphiest is very common. You can find that everywhere. Um, and you can place that either, you can actually place that right on your third eye chakra. You can place it by your bedside. You can place that in your hands. Um, it helps relax you because of the certain um, energy that it, it emits. You can also... Um, look at things like essential oils, right? Like lavender or chamomile for their calming properties. Now, um, some, and I do, uh, some also employ sound healing using notes associated with the third eye chakra. Now, things like this particular holistic technique, uh, Reiki and chakra balancing, are very, very common, but other there are other techniques as well. So you have things like acupressure and acupuncture, uh, both stimulate uh, specific points um, on the body believed to promote relaxation and improve sleep. And, you know, with acupressure and acupuncture, that also uses meridian points in the chakra system. There is also the craniosacral therapy, 
Cranial sacral therapy is a gentle hands-on approach that releases tension in the soft tissues surrounding the central nervous system. There's also um, sound bath or sound healing. So using instruments like singing bowls, my favorites are, uh, if, you, if you YouTube Tibetan singing bowls, amazing. Instruments like that, uh, like gongs or tuning forks, um, some people find these resonating sounds help really calm the mind and prepare the body for sleep. Yoga uh, Nildra is uh, also known as yogic sleep. Uh, this is a form of guided meditation that brings about deep relaxation and has been reported to help with sleep. So it's important to note that, you know, while many people find these techniques beneficial, they may not work for everyone because additionally, the scientific evidence behind many of these practices in the uh, West uh, is still in infancy or limited. So as always, it's a good idea to approach new techniques with an open mind and consult professionals in their respective fields for guidance. In the quest for quality sleep, understanding the myriad of options available is crucial, right? So sleep is foundation is foundational to our physical health, our mental well-being, and our overall functioning. You know, while traditional methods such as establishing a regular sleep schedule, um, creating a conducive sleep environment, and have proven effective, you know, exploring alternative techniques might offer additional benefits for a good majority of individuals. I haven't met one person yet that did not like a Reiki session and who hasn't hadn't seen improvement in their sleep and their relaxation over time with Reiki. It's it's truly amazing. So the alternative practices like Reiki, chakra balances, holistic therapies such as acupuncture um, or sound healing, they all offer a unique avenue to potentially enhance relaxation and by extension sleep quality. So. <clears throat> Particularly intriguing is the uh, connection between the third eye chakra and the pineal gland, right? Suggesting that the energy healing may have a role in promoting sleep and through hormonal regulation. So it's vital to approach these again um, with a blend of curiosity and caution. You know, what resonates uh, and, you know, proves effective for one person might, you know, differ for another. So Scientific validation for many of these alternative practices is still emerging, but is very promising. So in essence, sleep is multifaceted. Its optimization might require a blend of both traditional and alternative approaches. So always prioritize your well-being and seek out methods that align with your personal beliefs, comfort levels, and of course, experiences. Thanks so much for joining this Monday Mindset. Please reach out to me if you have any questions on this topic. Uh, I'll be glad to answer any questions and see you all next Monday. Take care, everyone.